Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the podcast dedicated at helping other women find the rightful seat at the table through authentic discussions about health, wellness, business, and beauty. I am your host. Welcome to the table. I'm Jennifer. And and I'm your co-host, Samantha Holsenbach. Welcome to the table. I'm so very excited about today's guest, you guys, Amanda Neely, right? Welcome to the table, Amanda. Yes. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Okay, so... Tell our audience a little bit about yourself and your story. Yeah, I think the the most important thing to share is for a long time, I lost my seat. I didn't have it. I had a male boss in my early 20s, you know, tell me I talk too much for as young as I am. And I knew he really meant because I'm female. And it <laughs> took a long time. It took some really powerful male allies in my life. And really it took business to bring me to finding my voice and claiming my seat. And the first business I started, I uh, wrote my business plan in my late twenties. We opened it. It was amazing, but also realized how close to the financial edge we really were a couple of years in started working with a financial planner. Then it totally transformed everything. So when I sold that business and I was trying to figure out where I go next, I realized we need more financial people in the world that are honest, that are doing the right thing for folks and learning that one in five financial professionals are female. I was like, we got to change that. I'm going to go into this sector. Little did I know all the co competitiveness and cutthroatness of this world. Mm -hmm. But um, it's also been really rewarding to help, uh, especially women, break through to smarter, stabler financial futures. So there's, oh, there's a few things I think I'm yeah. like, I'm going to talk ahead. about that when I talk about that. I'm gonna talk about that. <laughs> so, yes. so you're saying that you, you know, wrote your first business plan in your early twenties. So we're definitely going to get into that. Yeah, sure. Um, sure. And uh, the whole fiduciary, right? So mm -hmm. in, uh, financial planning, you know, uh, estate planning, portfolio building, you know, fiduciary, you're, you're definitely right. You know, not everybody is, is your professional friend, nor do they have your best interests at heart, you know? So yeah, let's go ahead and, and kind of get into that, you know? So the male, well, let's back it up a little bit. Sure. So saying, yeah. hold on, you know, Missy, you're a little teen too much, you right. know? I, I, I definitely was one of the, the young kids getting my report card <laughs> that had talks too much on that. Oh, it's the opposite. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so quiet. So I think we just have honed that into our leadership skills, right? <laughs> As adults. So I mean, go ahead and elaborate a little bit about that. Yeah, it was. So I thought I was in this workplace and even while I was in college, I was working because, you know, I came my, when I was born, my parents were on public assistance. My mom actually took the lead in our family to provide an income. And but I still had to work to get, go to college and get through it. And the one of my I thought I was in this collaborative environment. I even heard my boss say uh, 
that he wants us to collaborate more and he would ask questions and we'd have staff meetings. And I thought we could all share what we really believed. And it was when I criticized him Mm. that he came back with the, you talk too much for as young as you are. Oh, so that's the best he could do. Here we go. Yeah. 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 And then, so we had another like colleague that was like affiliated with us, kind of a, a different business, but we worked together and a few months later, I heard him say the exact same phrase to me. And I was like, oh, those two were talking about me behind my back. Wow. And I, I moved on. I worked, you know, a different job. Like that was, that was my like last couple years of college that I worked in that job. So then after college, I was on into my new job. I was so thankful this, I was working at a nonprofit and I had two Pauls there that they were both named Paul that were amazing and supportive and became my allies. And they, you know, no question was off the table. They would honor my feedback, honor my input. And it was amazing. And I, I credit them and that really awesome environment for almost feeling like I could start a business. I could do something. And I, that was actually, um, I graduated college in 2006. So shortly after when the recession hit, right, that was, it was very clear, like I couldn't count on the job. Right. And that's also part of what sent me toward entrepreneurship as well. You know, this is why I often say, you know, I like to say that this is not the man hating club. Sure. Right. Because it is so important to have supportive male roles in our, in our life. And the Absolutely. fact that because you had, you had the dark side, mm-hmm. you know, it's okay. Whatever. They, they haven't grown quite into themselves enough to mm-hmm. be able to <laughs> really be able to say what's really happening here. Right. They were caught off guard and, you know, someone called them out, but then you went ahead and had two very supportive men. And this kind of, both of those actually propelled you forward. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. negative Mm -hmm. and then the positive was like the nurturing springboard. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. The negative made you leap. And then the others kind of gave you wings. And so I I just wanted to point that out guys, if you guys are listening, because we do have a lot of male listeners, I want you to know how important your role is. Absolutely. But not to be misconstrued, you guys. I mean, we can come into bad circumstances with women, right? Other women telling us we can't or we shouldn't, you know? So this isn't just a a gender specific, you know, specific issue, you know? So, and I love that you said that you gained the support, you garnered the, the, you know, successful, bubble inside yourself, you know, um, from that. So just because they were willing to help you and, and kind of lent you that guidance, it didn't take anything away from them. Right. You know, right. so you can go out and help somebody sure, and, and still look okay yourself. I mean, you I think it, it looks great on people. Sure. Sure. <laughs> All right. So you also mentioned how competitive and how cutthroat the industry is. So tell us a little bit more of your experiences with that and how you overcame them. Yeah. When it comes to money, everybody's got their opinion, what they believe people should do about money. There's some pretty big voices in the industry that use words like idiots when they talk about others in the industry. Um, it's it. I had no clue, right? I had um, amazing financial professionals in my life that didn't, didn't give me an inkling that they were competing. They were just there to help me. Mm-hmm. And it's been really interesting, especially so this is this. I'll just tell a quick story. Yeah. It's, and this isn't like one time, this is multiple times. I'll meet a woman. She'll be really excited about working with another woman and we'll start down the process of working together. And then the partner 
the male partner comes in and is just not open to chatting with me, is not open to his wife chatting with me, right? Like it's just they have their opinions, they have their beliefs that they've learned from the other men in the industry, and they're not going to be open to listening to, especially this younger female mm-hmm. or this peer female uh, being involved in the conversation. And yet the things that I'm bringing to the table do have a little bit more of a feminine perspective to them. And it's things that their wife, you know, the woman involved, the other woman involved in the conversation wishes she could bring to the table during some of those financial discussions, wishes she could say and have that maybe a concern for more safety in their portfolio heard. And it's not being heard. And it's so super frustrating because then the men, you know, move forward uh, and continue to take more risk. And guess who's often hurt by that risk in the long term? Oh, wow. So I really wonder what that is. I mean, is that like a is it control? Is it insecurity? Is it, is it, um, miseducation? Yeah. The old boys club kind of mentality. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to let go of. And, Mm -hmm. and this can happen too with women. There's plenty of financial professionals who are women or, um, women in the relationship who won't be open to new ideas as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, I think some of it is the control and some of it is just not, thinking there's anything new to learn, that it's all been said, that the things that were true 30 years ago are still true and nothing changed. And so why be open to something new? Mm -hmm. So tell me how you, how you've overcome that in the past, whenever you've been faced with that situation. Yeah. A lot of it is really good storytelling and kind of busting up myths that way, because a lot of what was true 30 years ago in the 1980s were developed in the 1980s. And if you, we can actually go back to the 1950s, 40s, the 1900s, that go back like hundreds of years, there's actually a different story to be told by looking at the longer history. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, by kind of opening people up to, yeah, maybe maybe the 1980s aren't the best place to learn financial lessons from. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sorry, I, I, so was that Reaganomics? Am I wrong? I, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Um, well, and yeah, it, um, we probably don't have time to go through a history lesson here today. (laughs) But, But when we're coming from that place, then we can ask the question, how do these lessons apply to today from a totally different perspective? Um, it's kind of like being an artist. You get to change your perspective to see what you're looking at from a different lens so that then you can move forward with a more holistic perspective, honestly. That's Powerful. So definitely seen from a different perspective, being a female's perspective, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and to be honest, we, if we have to be really honest, women are pretty new to having a say yep. new to being able to purchase our own cars or right. our own homes right. without right. having our husbands as a co-signer or right. a father. But that's the evolution that that's exactly the evolution yeah. that Amanda's talking about. That's exactly. right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, this is amazing. And then how do we continue that forward, especially because more and more women are um, co-leading the mm-hmm. financial decisions and more and more women are on their own trying to decide things themselves. And so how do we continue that evolution to say, well, maybe part of their financial team, they need a woman, not just all men, right. you know, and continuing that part of it too. 
I think that's that's very important. Well, and these are things that you can pass on to your daughters. I have a daughter as well, you know, so you. here we go. Let's rock and roll, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, we're going to take a quick break so that you can hear a word from our sponsor. And we're back. What would you say is your best piece of advice that you would give a female, whether she, you know, is trying to co-create with her husband mm -hmm, a financial mm -hmm, security, mm -hmm. or maybe, you know, she's on a board um, and she's wanting to express her ideas, her, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what she's afraid of. And, and what would be the best advice for a woman that maybe is listening that is in that position right now? Yeah, there's so much. Um, I'd, I'll take a, a little bit of an introvert perspective on this. Um, I, before I have a conversation, before I try to put my foot in, before I like sit down at the table, mm -hmm. I spend so much time making sure I'm clear on what are my goals? What am I trying to achieve? Really spending almost as much time as I need to, to say, here's what's important to me about my money and what I want it to be doing for me. And here's then the goals that come along with that. Where am I going? What do I want to see 30 years from now and then five years from now? And then kind of role playing a little bit of what would that conversation be like, knowing who I'm going to be presenting that to, what would be the best way to present it to them um, in an empathetic way that validates where they're coming from, but also gives me a chance to share. And then I sit down at the table and have the conversation. Can't ever, you know, not have that part of things, right? Um, and my favorite thing to do, especially if you're doing this one-on-one -on -one with a partner or a significant other or maybe a parent, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, we need to have financial conversations with our parents too, mm -hmm. yes. is making it fun, including your vice, whatever that is, some alcohol, some ice cream, right? And making it part of this like enjoyable experience to talk about money and associating it with things that we love mm -hmm. rather than forcing it, you know, uh, in uh, you know into the pillow talk time or mm -hmm. an early morning or, you know, something like that. All right. So I know that sometimes I'm, I mean, yes, obviously this is the honey to get the bee or the mm -hmm, treat, mm -hmm. the trick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> retrain somebody, um, you know, but I know in our house, maybe alcohol may not be. Right. Um, yeah. The best, Whatever. Yeah. And I get the idea because this kind of goes back to na nature, right? right. You know, right. you want to have an association that is mm -hmm. a positive association mm -hmm. versus there always being a negative association. And I can tell you having, you know, both my husband and I not, coming from a very wealthy mm -hmm. um, household, single mm -hmm. mom household, uh, sometimes those conversations can be emotional triggers oh, sure. that are, you know, you know, it's where let's just write this in a letter and and slide it under the door while they're in the bathroom kind of, <laughs> you know, approach. Right. <laughs> yeah. I can see where many people will have a negative trigger. And maybe that's what's happening with men. And when women are coming forward and saying, I have an idea mm -hmm. or I'd mm -hmm. like to, insert some of this, you know, my ideas and my beliefs mm -hmm. about money into this conversation, that they're coming from a place of fear. And that's why they're like, no, 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 just shut it down. It's black and white. Here. This yeah. works. This has worked. And uh, what you're, you're bringing instability into my, what I thought was a stable mm -hmm. idea mm -hmm. about money. And I like that you're also saying being empathetic about your approach and understanding where they're coming from. So I think if, you know, if we keep that in mind, that mm -hmm. there's a lot of fear around money from past experiences and, you know, just as a society, I was just 
you know me, always looking at documentaries. <laughs> I was just looking yeah. at documentaries about <clears throat> this, you know, and having, you know, the stock market fall. And so, yeah, for sure. Thinking about, Hey, this person is in fear. Mm-hmm. And how can I speak in a way that brings comfort in my approach is probably amazing. And yes, ice cream basically cures all. It's great. Yeah, well, I love, love the ice cream part. I gotta tell you, you know, this and it's so perfect. You said, you know, financial discussions, you know, are kind of a trigger, right? Yeah. And so when Amanda, you're suggesting manifesting and almost uh, adopting like a blueprint of how you're gonna approach this conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. I started getting a little sweaty, right? Because seriously, my because, are well, sweating. I remember <laughs> a time. You know, um, when you have, there was a time, you know, in the corporate world, uh, before my, you know, entrepreneurial boldness, you know, that I, that I gained, um, going to ask for a raise. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, whether or not it was a female boss or, or, you know, male boss, I remember stressing out, you know, being, mm-hmm. my stomach was upset. You know, I, I had the headache and I had the stress, you know, just because addressing financials and asking for more, you know, when you know your worth, when you know. Sure kind of what you're talking about, you know, that was always very, very stressful. Um, but I think, you know, it's, you got to do it, you know, otherwise we just become kind of like this, the steam rolling, you know, kind of rolling back kind of doormat. Yeah. 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 So. yeah. so the other thing that people often encounter when they start to go down this route and there's like, like I'm going to get serious about money. I'm going to figure it, think this stuff out. I'm going to bring my voice to the table is then they get overwhelmed with all the things they could do. There's over 450 different financial products out there, even more ways to design them. How do you know what to do? Right. And um, I want to speak to that for a second, if I can. Mm-hmm. The um, We've got this URL scrolling at the bottom, stillmethod.com. Mm-hmm. What we've developed there is really an agenda or like a playbook to bring to those money conversations and a way to organize them in a way that's going to be life-giving and joy-filled. So STILL is actually an acronym. The S stands for set your sights. There's no better way to start a money conversation than dreaming of where you want to go, what you want to do, rather than getting straight to the nuts and bolts of things, straight to, you know, whatever. Let Opening up the conversation with, if we were queen and king of money for the day, what would we want our money to do for us mm-hmm. is a totally different way than you're spending too much or, you know, like anything right. like that. Right. Yeah. So um, kind of gives that ability to do a little dreaming, have a little fun and then start turning to what's our money actually doing. So the T is track your in and out what's come in, what's gone out lately. How do we feel mm-hmm. about that? Kind of noticing without judging the I is inspecting your progress. Okay. How is the T, the tracking our in and out? How's that gotten us closer to where we've set our sights or farther away? And again, just kind of noticing, reflecting how that makes us feel, what we sense to be true about it. Mm-hmm. And then the first L is look for the 1% adjustment. This is where you're not solving everything overnight. You're not pointing fingers. You're not putting together too much of a change. But what's one little thing we could change? Ooh. Maybe um, it could be a growing our income, like asking for a raise. It could be cutting an expense. It could be um, asking you know, for permission to have a little bit of fun money in the budget, right? It doesn't have mm-hmm. to be restrictive. And then finally, the last L is live deliberately. Try it out. See how that one person adjustment feels. Make it happen. Put on the calendar, you know, whatever that looks like. And then you can come back and repeat the process over and over again. Check in. Are are we still going to the same place? Do we want to make any updates to what our dreams are? And then how how have things then been going and how do we make adjustments? And to have... That's a, 
a way of doing these kind of money meetings that my husband and I have been using for like a decade. Mm -hmm. And it's been lots of fun. And we're like, we got to share this with other people because so many people come to it with, uh, we, we got to figure out what expenses to cut, or we got to figure this out or that mm -hmm. out. We got to budget. We're, we suck at budgeting or all those things, yeah. but coming at it this way, we've found gives us a lot more joy and we hope it will for others too. I feel like you just gave Jennifer and I our, our homework assignment. I mean, <laughs> like, seriously, I'm like, I'm already thinking I'm about yeah. to jump on there and uh, and check that out yeah. because that is such an amazing approach versus, hey, we're bleeding. Let's cut off our legs. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And really what we have at that website is a PDF you can download that has a list of questions that then help frame the conversation. You're coming to the money meeting with a list of questions that you all can discuss and share together. And I'll say for those entrepreneurs and business owners out there, it's a great list you can use with your business too. Whether you're a solopreneur, you can do that individually, or you can bring in a co-founder or a, a CPA or a CFO or anybody into the conversation as well. Same list of questions. I love it. It's yeah. so awesome. We're like, we love it. <laughs> Amanda, we love having you at the table today. You have brought a wealth of information for our audience and for ourselves. Yes. So guys, if you are listening, make sure you go to stillmethod, S-T-I-L-L method.com. Uh, check out this website and the blueprint on how you can create a conversation around money to get a little bit yeah, more comfortable without, yeah. you know, without it being a terrifying or triggering conversation mm -hmm. and maybe yeah. add some ice cream. So <laughs> as always, thank you again, Amanda. And we hope that you guys have found your seat at the table. Thank you. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. -ba -ba.